We've all been there. You're standing in a museum, staring at a painting, and all you can think is, I don't get it. To me, knowing the story behind an artwork is a huge part of knowing how to look at it. I'm Amanda, the host of the Art of History podcast, where we view history through the lens of some really great works of art. Each episode, we dive deep into the bigger picture behind some familiar and maybe not so familiar pieces. Check out Art of History now wherever you get your podcasts. kids welcome to our show my name is Kristen and I am your host along with my son Asher do you have a birthday celebration coming up if so we'd love to help you celebrate your special day email us at culturekidspodcast at gmail.com and let us know your birthday location and where you'd like to travel to someday we'd love to hear from you Today, we're going to dive into a topic that I'm very passionate about. Asher, remember how mommy is also a yoga teacher? Yes, you teach prenatal yoga and regular yoga. That's right. I am a 500-hour certified yoga teacher and always learning new things about the healthy lifestyle that comes with it. Yeah, like eating healthy and doing yoga every day. Yep. Well, if you practice the yoga lifestyle, it means that you are trying to practice things that helps you to keep a healthy body and mind. Yeah, like I try to eat vegetables every day. Good. But sometimes I don't. I understand. (laughs) Exactly. So if you are a yoga teacher, you also learn about a system of lifestyle and medicine from India that has been used for thousands of years. It's called Ayurveda. That's a tongue twister. Ayurveda. That's it. Ayurveda is an ancient system of lifestyle and medicine from India. It is based on the idea that everything in the universe, including our bodies, is made up of five elements. Are you ready? Earth, water, fire, air, and space. So in Ayurveda, Every person has a special combination of these elements. Yes, because every person in the world is different and special. So this combination of the elements is called dosha. Dosha, dosha. There are three doshas. And as Asher said, each dosha has a combination of different elements. Now, everybody in the world has a little bit of all three doshas. But in Ayurveda, they believe that each person has more of one dosha than the other. So it's important to learn which dosha you have more of so you can make good, healthy decisions to feel good every day. Yippee! So let's dive in and learn about the three doshas. Let's do this! Okay. First one is... Vata. 
Vata dosha represents the elements of air and space. It is the energy of movement and change. Oh, because air is light and can move really fast. And space is just empty and everywhere. Wow. Right. So when these two elements come together, they create the vata energy. Vata is responsible for the body's ability to move, communicate, and think. It is also responsible for the body's ability to eliminate waste, regulate temperature, and control the nervous system. People with lots of vata energy are really active. They tend to be spontaneous, meaning they like to do things without too much planning. Oh yeah, that could be good sometimes. <laughs> because that can feel fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Yep, vata energy helps you to meet new people and have a very active mind. But sometimes if you have too much vata energy, oh, you might start to feel not too good. For example, you might start to feel a little restless or forgetful. Oh yeah, I have high vata energy sometimes. You do too because you forget things. <laughs> like your keys. I have to remind mommy to make sure she has the keys when we leave the house. <laughs> I know. And also sometimes if you also have too much vata energy, it's hard to fall asleep. And that can cause some issues with your gut. Oh, like make it hard to go poo? <laughs> yes, it's called constipation. <clears throat> so in Ayurveda, we find ways to lower that high amount of vata energy to feel more balanced so that we can fall asleep better and feel more hydrated and rested every day. This can include things like eating and drinking warm foods and trying to plan a grounding routine for your day. <sighs> and doing things slowly. Instead of going fast, fast, fast like a ninja. Yes, and in Ayurveda, they believe that eating things like warm soups, stews or cooked grains, or even using essential oils can help to balance your vata energy. You use them every night before going to bed. It smells like flowers. Aww. They do smell good. Having a balance of good bata energy can help you stay creative and give you a good, healthy nervous system. So if you're a type of person that has high vata energy, you can try some of these tips to help you feel more balanced. Dosha is called pita, not like pita the bread. Pita. Pita is made up of the elements fire and water. When pita energy is in balance, it promotes a healthy digestive system, good appetite, and sharp intellect. And kind of intense because it's fire. <laughs> yes, pita energy is also associated with having a strong appetite and a love of spicy foods and things with intense flavor. Oh yeah. Oh, that's you and Arden. 
Mommy and Arden love spicy, salty stuff. Yes, people with high pita energy are also intelligent, driven, and very competitive. Yes. So when you have too much pita energy and not balanced with the other doshas, what do you do?、Mm. Good question. So if you have very high pita energy, you can get frustrated or angry easily,、Ugh. and you try to be perfect at everything. You don't have to be perfect at everything.、Uh, nope. <laughs> exactly, because it's not always about winning or being good at everything. Sometimes, when we focus too much on these things, our bodies can experience things like heartburn or even skin rashes. Too much pita energy can also cause you to be irritable and have difficulty controlling your emotions. Because you would be feeling stressed and angry all the time. <clears throat> so to keep pita energy in balance, Ayurveda practitioners recommend that you can try eating cooling foods. Such as cucumber, coconut, melons, and you can use that drive and competitive energy to help other people or doing things that will benefit not just yourself but lots of other people. Oh, so you could win not just for yourself, like winning for your whole team. Mm-hmm. Other ways to help balance your pita energy is by regular exercise, especially things like swimming, or meditation and cooling massages. The goal is to bring down the heat. And the third dosha is kapha. Kapha is the element. Water and earth. It is responsible for stability, strength, and structure in the body. Hmm. People who have high amounts of kapha energy tend to have a calm and grounded nature with lots of patience, loyalty, and kindness. Excellent. They are often nurturing, supportive, and dependable. Oh, like warm, like mommy. Oh. <coughs> But even though these are wonderful traits, remember that too much of one energy is not always good. People with very high kapha energy tend to be too comfortable with routine, meaning they just want to do the same thing every day. Oh, I'm bored. Also, doing routine all the time is not always good. Hmm. But we have to do the same schedule every week. When I go to school, I wake up, eat breakfast, go to school. It's the same. Yep, and that's great. But on the weekends, doing the same thing all the time every day might not challenge us or make us want to try new things. Oh, like in our family, we always say, try new foods at least once, and try new activities. Because you never know, you might like it. So people with high kapha energy might struggle with feeling tired or heavy. <laughs> In Ayurveda, they believe this can cause issues with your digestion, and again, constipation. <laughs> oh, cause maybe you're not moving around much and just the same all the time. Yep. So to keep kapha energy in balance, you can try new things. 
like new exercises, eat new food, and also trying out a new hobby. So how do you know which dosha you have more than the other? Good question. Well, when mommy was studying to become a yoga teacher, we took a quiz and answered a lot of questions to help us figure out what your dominant dosha is. Oh, dominant means what's the strongest.、Mm-hmm. Or some grown-ups will go see an Ayurveda specialist that can help them figure out what their dominant dosha is and come up with a plan for their lifestyle to help them feel their best. Oh yeah! But for kids, since you're still growing and your body is changing every day, you can just learn about the different doshas and think of ways to keep your body and mind feel balanced using some of the elements we learned today. Also, for example, if I feel nervous or I'm running around too fast、yeah. because my vata energy is too high, I could do calming things like drink warm milk. Take it slowly. Yep. Or if you feel like you're eating the same things every day and not feeling challenged in life, meaning your kapha energy is too high, you can ask your grown-up to try something new or try a new activity when you have the time. Yay! Or when mommy gets frustrated, you can try eating cold foods, like drink an icy cold glass of water. Yes, I'll keep that in mind next time. Well, what a fun topic to learn about! Ayurveda is a beautiful and wonderful practice that can benefit families everywhere around the world. And while we only had time to learn about the different doshas, we encourage you to get curious about finding more ways that Ayurveda or other practices can help you feel your best and stay healthy. But as always, before you try something new, always check with your grown-ups first. Go to boss. We never end our episode without some jokes. Yay! Okay, Asher, do you have a joke you want to share? What kind of plant grows on your hand? What? A palm tree. <laughs> Oh, I get it. Palm of your hand. Excellent. Mommy's turn. Okay. Why did the sun go to school? Why? To get brighter. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. Stay tuned for next week's episode with a very special guest, an author of a book we frequently read at home. Guess our listeners have to find out by tuning in next week. And don't forget to leave us a review and leave us lots of love, and let us know what you want to learn about next. We love hearing from you. Until next time, see you later, alligator and the wild crocodile.
For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. <laughs>